0: When I have a request of you that you may or may not deem as important as I do, that it's, it's um, on me to explain why it's important to me. Hey, everybody, this is Susie. And Cosmo
1: from soulanchoring.com.
0: You're listening to the I Feel Loved When podcast,
1: the show for people who interact with people.
0: Let's explore how to develop God honoring relationships, whether single, dating, engaged, or married. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
1: And now, here's today's show.
0: We're on part two of our five-part mini-series of core concepts. Today, let's talk about no nagging. I have a quote from Sense and Sensibility, written by Jane Austen, and the quote is, Lady Middleton resigned herself, contenting herself with merely giving her husband a gentle reprimand on the subject, five or six times every day. I think this is quintessential nagging. What do you think, Cosmo? Cosmo, what do you what do you think, Cosmo? I want to hear what you think, Cosmo. Cosmo, please tell no. me what you think. No. Stop. <laughs> Why? What Stop. am I doing? What Stop. am I doing?
1: Stop. <laughs> hey, I heard you the first time. And that are you, is. Are
0: you insinuating that I'm nagging?
1: That is the quint- quintessential thing about <laughs> nagging: is that the receiving party oftentimes feels that the desired outcome for person one um, is so high of a value but to person two it doesn't seem such a high value
0: (laughs) or it's falling in a list of priorities it may be of high value but it's not as important as thing a and b i always use the example of taking out trash you know there are times when the trash can is full and in my mind it needs to immediately be taken out don't stuff one more thing in there but you might be working on you know, emailing someone or on the phone with somebody. And so that's, you know, the trash sitting there for 10 more minutes is not going to kill me. It's not going to produce a huge flock of flies or anything like that. What you're doing is more important than that moment, typically, but sometimes I feel like I have to ask and ask and ask again, right? That's the nagging piece.
1: And so sometimes that's the immediacy. Mm -hmm. It it seems like there's immediacy nagging and then there's this long-term nagging. Yeah. So that would be more of the consistent thing that I don't like, which would be socks on the floor, Mm. or um, you leave something out that, oh, it's going to attract insects, you know, something like that, that's got food on the plate. There's, uh, you you don't put the, put the glasses inside the dishwasher, you rinse them, but you get them four inches from the dishwasher (laughs) and you don't put them in. So those are things that happen over time. Sometimes it's super immediate, Sometimes it's over time, but no matter what, that nagging is a sense by one person that the other person isn't hearing me. They don't value mm. what I value. Yeah. They don't see what I see. And the only way that I can convince them is through repeated
0: repetition, repetition, repetition. No, repeated repetition.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Um, so, yeah. So through repetition, I'm hoping that you will come to my side and uh, do the thing that I want you to do.
0: But what we like to teach is that, well, first of all, when I have a request of you that you may or may not deem as important as I do, that it's, it's um, on me to explain why it's important to me. Explain to you, um, especially if it's a situation where you're not doing it for whatever reason and you're not, doing, you're not doing it and I feel that urge to nag. If I can explain to you, hey, this is why I, I'd like this done can you do it in the next ten minutes or five days? You know, depending on what the thing is. Um, so, making sure the other is the communication piece, and making sure the other person understands um, why it's an important thing to do.
1: Right, and once, and I think that along with that is if you're explaining why, you're also inviting them into the reasons for doing the thing and you want to do it as a partnership. Yeah. Whereas nagging generally is, I feel like we're not in a partnership. Yeah. You are, I have to you know, manipulate you in some sort of way. I have to get your attention and get you to do this thing. And it's either passive aggressive yeah. or it's aggressive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. rarely <laughs> passive. <laughs>
0: right, you're pretending it's passive. Um, I think the question that we get a lot from people though when we talk about no nagging is, okay, I get that, but what if the other person needs to do this thing that I'm asking them to do, and they keep not doing it and keep not doing it? What am I supposed to do in that scenario? And our answer to that, in part at least, is our weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a mini-series part five on the weekly meeting, but to just just touch on it a little bit for just us, Just to whet your
1: appetite. Yeah, tell
0: us a little bit about why the weekly meeting is the antidote to, to nagging.
1: So... A lot of these things that are nagged about are actually really important um at least to the person who's doing the nagging now if they have i
0: would say a lot of times they're important to both of them
1: um i would say that i guess it
0: depends on what it is it
1: depends on what it is is it a is it a household thing or is it a friendship thing every time i come over you x y and z and i don't appreciate it that would be a thing that i would nag about like you know that i don't like having your you know dog right here I, you know I, I, the sheds or i'm allergic or whatever um so there's lots of different reasons why That's there would true. be yeah you know it, it's just me or it, or it could be something that that we share but the reason that we do the weekly meeting is because we want to come together and voice those concerns or those needs Or here's my, here's what I value in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Here's, here's, here's these different items, but we want to do that in a safe place that is outside the scope of the annoyance or the thing that triggers you or angers you, or you feel disrespected, whatever those, those emotional ties are that are negative. We want to step outside of it and then talk about it. As an actual issue that we want to solve together because if we come together with the purpose of solving problems together if we come together with a purpose of I want to value you and you want to value me then we now look at the issue from the standpoint of how do I um, love you in the best way respect you in the highest way that that when this thing comes up we're able to have a resolution yeah, and it doesn't mean the, that every week you're like, "Woohoo! You got everything done. You're perfect now." I just had to tell you once, and there's no no nagging at all. The thing is that we what we say is you meet once a week to talk about it, but in between there is no nagging.
0: Yeah, it it also ties us back to part one of our mini series, which is believing the best, because if I believe the best about an other in my life, then I believe that they want to. They want to hear me out they want to do these things that i'm asking them to do they they they're not purposefully instigating my nagging (laughs) right but rather there's they don't understand why it's important to me or they don't see the value in it or so i have a choice again to choose to believe the best about the person and then to you know commit to talking through the issue like you said the unemotional detached from the annoyance conversation of a weekly meeting
1: not that it's not hard I mean it it still can be difficult and it still can be like how to how how am I gonna do this this thing that you want it seems really yeah unimportant but that's why we do it because we want to share with them why it is important yeah and if you can share the story so this weekly meeting is all about sharing your story sharing the reason behind when the socks are left out it's not about the socks yeah About the whole thing on the dishwasher. It's not about the dish. It's usually about, you don't respect my time. You don't respect this effort. I've got a history of something that every time I see this, it makes me mad. Don't you want me to not be mad? (laughs) It's not about you or your socks.
0: And again, it ties back into believing you're both believing the best about each other. If the person who is who is receiving the nagging is not believing the best about the person who is doing the nagging, then they're going to see that thing as unimportant and, oh, you're just nagging, yeah. as opposed to you are repeating this request, maybe poorly, over and over again, because it's important to you. That's how I can believe the best about you, and then I can find out, communicate, and ask, why is this important to you? Right.
1: Generally, when we think of nagging, we suppose that the... Person who's doing the nagging is just doing it because they want something their way when they want it, and it's we we kind of frown upon the 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 nag nag (laughs) nagor, and the naggy is, you know, oh well they just are you know, they just trying to get their stuff done too, and it's it's a level of importance. So,
0: well, sometimes I think that 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 is the case. You know, sometimes you have a person who's nagging. To be manipulative, um, you know, to coerce you into doing things their way. But I think other times, um, and you and I, you and I have had these situations where I've asked you to do something, and for whatever reason, or you've asked me to do something, but for whatever reason, it doesn't happen right away. Be it you forget, you don't actually want to do it. I think I think mowing the yard may be a good example, because um, if it were up to us, we probably would never mow because we like greenery (laughs) but we live in a neighborhood and we live around other people and we don't want to you know upset them or disrespect them or invite critters into our yard and that kind of thing
1: maybe some critters maybe
0: some critters (laughs) but then a lot of times you know it it might not be the first time I ask you to mow that you mow it might be a day or two or three or five later because you have in your mind okay I want to do it at this time of day um it's not convenient for me to do it on this day because of this and so you have in your mind what you what you're thinking about and why you haven't done it yet but you're not necessarily conveying that to me and so that's not me trying to manipulate you that's me saying hey we both take care of this house you typically are the one to mow i'm relying on you to do it can you let me know when you're going to do it right can you and and then reminding you if we haven't if we haven't had that part of the conversation can you let me know when you're going to do it then it becomes, well, I feel like I have to remind you every day because I, I don't know when you're going to do it. We haven't talked about that.
1: Right, right. And that's, that's part of the weekly meeting is that yeah. we want to have a schedule for the things that happen. We want to make sure that the other person knows because maybe you needed to buy something. You need to go out and get some gas for the mower. But if I'm never telling you what I'm going to mow, then yeah. you, or you wouldn't know when to get it. Yeah.
0: Or you're waiting on me to get the gas, but you haven't told me you need it. Right. <laughs> so. Right.
1: So a lot of this, that uh, the whole problem with nagging is that it is an ineffective means of communication yes. of needs, requests. So there is a much more effective way, which is to talk about everything. Everything that's going on once a week in depth. And it doesn't have to take very long. Because you're not, the nagging takes a whole lot longer. It's it, it's over the course of a week and it's 10 times, 20 times <laughs> versus you talk about it once, you make a um, a plan yeah. about how to overcome that. You, you solve the problem that seems to be happening and then you test it. It's just like any kind of... Um, any kind of scientific endeavor, you you hypothesize what the problem is, you 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 give reason and story as to how and why it's going to be solved, and then you test and see if it will work. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes your first try doesn't work, but that's why you come back at the end of the week. We look at at our weekly meeting the way that you would look at it at a company. If if your company had a hundred employees and nobody ever got back together again to to actually meet about what well, the progress of the company, what would happen? It would just probably spiral out of control and yeah. we see relationships the same way you have to touch base with people so that there isn't the nagging
0: yeah absolutely
1: good communication means that you don't need to nag
0: so we like to end with a um something to try
1: yeah we like to end with something to that do people, people
0: can try an activity An <laughs> activity so if we're, if we're going to practice not nagging.
1: Can we do it now? Can we do it now? Can we do it now?
0: <laughs> I think that one of the best ways to start to recognize this um, is to, you know, once you become aware of something, then it's more easy for you to, to recognize it in your life. So maybe take the next three days and write down something that you have asked someone for repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, as many things as you can think of, you know, when you encounter a friend or a coworker or a sibling or a parent or a, a spouse, and you think, "Huh, I've asked them to do X multiple times." Right. You don't have to put a number on it. It have to be two, five, ten. I've asked them to do this thing multiple times. Right. What is? Wh- how have I? failed to communicate effectively why that thing matters to me. Right. So don't just put it on them and be like, oh, I nag them because they're terrible and they never do anything I want them to do. But rather, <laughs> Which is
1: probably true. I mean, that's probably, <laughs> I mean. If really, we're being honest. If we're being honest.
0: <laughs> but to just write that thing down and really look at it and say, okay, this is the thing that I've asked them to do. I've asked them to do it multiple times. Um, let me believe the best about the person. And let me find out.
1: So one of the things that I, I, that Susie wanted for me to do that she nagged me about for a long time, (laughs) so many times. (laughs) Poor baby. Yeah. Was that she wanted me to text her before I came home. So she knew when I would get home in case she wanted to make dinner or she wanted to go for a walk or something like that. I was terrible at it because I didn't think it was so important. I'll be there in 15 minutes and doesn't matter. But it mattered to her. She told me why. We understood. We made a plan. I couldn't do it because I'm a terrible fiend and, and I don't care about her at all. No, no. I just, I'm just, it's a new routine. It's it accurate. was a new thing that I had it's to figure accurate. out. We uh, put a little sticker on my, on my. Um, a post-it note. A post-it note on my drive, my. Steering Steering wheel. <laughs> my driving wheel. Yes. I call it a driving wheel. I know what you people call it. Steering wheel. Yes, I put it on my driving wheel, and uh, every time I got in the car, I was reminded that Susie wanted this thing. So it was easy. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't, but five seconds. But I needed the reminder, and that worked, and that has been uh, a benefit. I've never gotten nagged about that again. Yeah.
0: In so, fact, you're really, really good at it now. Right. Like there's times where I, I almost forget that you're that I've asked you to do that, and I'm surprised. Like, oh, you texted me. Thank you. You know, you're out running an errand, and I know you'll be back in 20 minutes but you still will text me that, hey, I'm on the way home. And it just means a lot.
1: Yeah, the best way to beat nagging is to build a new routine, a new habit. And that has to come around how you feel that that item, that thing is important to the other person. And if you love that other person, if you respect that other person, you will change your habits and your routines to bless them and honor them.
0: Yeah, I think it started with you understanding why it mattered to me. And then you choosing to honor that that reason.
1: So what do we want him to do?
0: Don't nag. Here you go. <laughs> don't no, don't nag. What? Don't don't nag, Cosmo. Stop nagging.
1: Ah. Stop nagging.
0: Shall I read the quote again? Yeah. Our Jane Austen, Sense and Sensibility quote about that's an example of nagging.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the quintessential nagging.
0: Lady Middleton resigned herself contenting herself with merely giving her husband a gentle reprimand on the subject five or six times every day. (laughs) That's no nagging.
1: That is no nagging.
0: Hey, thanks
1: so much for listening today. We hope that you liked what you heard and learned something that will help you have impactful interactions with others.
0: We think it's totally awesome that you're taking this time to invest in yourself and your relationships. We know it's sometimes easier to just shut the door and shut out the world. But you're doing the hard work of soul anchoring. So yay you. Keep going. You've got this.
1: And when you have a spare minute, would you please do all the things for us? You know, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating review, recommend it to all your friends and family, and follow us on social media. You know.
0: Okay, people. You are now ready to people.